You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, you know who I am. I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I am broadcasting from Simply Magnificent, what else can I say, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so grateful that you've made a decision to tune in today because I believe with all of the faith on the inside of me that your life will never be the same again. Well, how are you doing today? It might be evening time where you are, uh, or it might be morning, but this is the day that God has made, and we're grateful for it, right? And I just want to say up front, you know, the Spirit has great things in store for you. So I just want you to open up your spirit, take a deep breath, and just believe that you're going to receive today exactly what you need. Well, it's a beautiful day here in the ATL. I'm looking out of my window at the beautiful uh, blue skies. Uh, It's still a little warm here, but I can tell that autumn is on its way. You know, early in the morning, it's a little cooler and uh, I just get a hint of that in the morning and I just love the fall. Well, man, you better put on your seatbelt today because I have a great guest and she's going to be talking about the gratitude formula and we'll be sharing seven steps, seven successful steps or a seven step success system of how you can begin to create a life that you love. And this woman is so powerful because she has Uh, started and created as many as six large companies and many of them guess what at least a hundred million dollars so she's going to tell us that wow the powerful connection we're hearing more and more about that right about the connection between gratitude and success Well, you know, I want to talk to you. Thank all of you for praying uh, uh, about my brother. And uh, I'm just going to be real and raw with you because we're family, right? And uh, live in real time with you just to see how I live my life. Well, as some of you know, I asked you to pray for him. Uh, He's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He's been very ill. I went to see him. It was difficult for me to accept to see an experience experience I got that out on some days it has been challenging uh, and right now as a family we're having to make uh, really life-changing decisions about him right now so the question is how am I dealing with this here I am teaching people all over the world every week what would that look like in real time in my life 
Well, the first thing is I do allow myself to feel what I feel. I mean, when I went home to Tennessee, I was shocked. You know, I cried. I mean, uh, it's been a time of anxiety for me some moments, some hours. Sometimes I have felt overwhelmed, but I'm allowing myself to feel my feelings. Uh, I'm asking for help from my friends and support. For example, one of my friends said to me, well, if you have to go back to Tennessee, let me drive you. I'm reaching out. I'm not isolating myself. I used to do that, been that, done that, got so many T-shirts. I'm not trying to be, quote unquote, the strong guru. I'm allowing myself to feel knowing that God is with me. I am continually doing my meditations and affirmations. And, you know, I'm really watching my words about him. When people ask me how he's doing, all I say is all is well. Because, you know, when you repeat a thing over and over and over again, it gets bigger and bigger. And so I'm just affirming out loud because when you speak out loud, the entire universe hears you. I just say, God, I thank you that you're giving me the strength. I pray for the doctors to have the wisdom um, that they need for whatever the next thing is that they should do. I pray that my brother gets a good night's sleep and that he's restful. So can you kind of see what I'm doing? I'm not in denial about what is, but I'm also knowing that... um, that there's a different world, there's a spiritual world. And as much as possible, I'm resting and abiding in God. So what does that look like? That means that I'm watching what I think. I'm watching what I I, I listen to. Uh, I had a long coaching session with James Powers. And guys, that's why coaching is so important. You need people. <laughs> You know, he really helped me. Constance, you need to do one, two, three. He's been calling and and checking on me. And I've been doing the natural things. I've been getting plenty of sleep. I've been eating right. I did have some ice cream the other day and it was so good. (laughs) I've been exercising a little more and I've been resting. And so that's where I am in real time. Uh, right in the middle of a crisis. And so I've decided that I would not allow it to overwhelm me, but to really tap into the peace of God. And I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me to do that. So just continue prayers for me and my family. Thank you so much. A coaching with me. Uh, You guys have heard my clients on the air. I bring them on because I can talk to you about coaching with me, but you need to hear and feel them. And so somebody asked me this week, uh, how do I track my clients? And I said something. I, I, I stole this from somebody else, guys. I said, you know, when you get my vibe or when you feel my vibe, then that means you will be my tribe. I mean, you know that it works. And so if you get my vibe and, you know, you get the fact that I am um, a licensed counselor and a certified coach, you know, then if you feel that vibes with you, you know, I work from the inside out. Uh, If you're just looking for somebody to help you with the outside, as I always say, I'm not your girl. 
So check me out. Go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Listen to some of my testimonies. Read them. It's so interesting. I went back the other day and I read them and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Just this week, two of my clients in different parts of the world received so many job offers, they didn't know what to do with them. And so I would love to work with you to help you to begin creating a life beyond your wildest dreams. If this show, I'm going to say, I know this show is a blessing to you. So while you're on my website, I'm thanking you in advance for your donation. I had a lady sent me a donation this week and she said, Constance, you are feeding my soul. And so I had to type to you. And for that, I say, thank you so much. And let's see. I think that is about it. Oh, don't forget to go to the website, LOARadioNetwork.com. We got some new hosts. Uh, They're sharing some great info. And of course, why are you on the network? Remember to check out the new Law of Attraction magazine. That is it, guys. I'm going to be going to these quick commercials. I can't wait to hear about the Gratitude Formula Success System. So everybody stay tuned and then I'm going to be right back. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited about my call today. And I know you're saying, Constance, you're always excited and you are exactly right because every week for nine years, oh my God, it's amazing for me to even say that I've had the honor and the privilege of sharing with listeners from all over the world, but What has happened to me is that my own life has been transformed. So today is no exception. Let me introduce this powerful woman. Today we're going to be talking about gratitude. My guest today is Mae McCarthy, and she has helped to start and grow six successful companies as large as 100 million in annual revenues. She's a best selling author, speaker, university lecturer, and angel investor. She serves on all kinds of boards and in 
in in the arts she's very philanthropic and she became successful by implementing spiritual principles and she's so excited and passionate about it she is sharing with the world uh she is the author of the best-selling book the path to wealth but she has a new book which we're going to talk about today which is the gratitude formula a seven-step success system to creating a life that you love we're honored so may mccarthy welcome to the law of attraction radio network oh constance thanks for having me on it's a pleasure to be here wow what a what a bio what a life you've lived and so tell our listeners a little bit about who you are in your life and then i have about a thousand questions that i've got to ask you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> during oh. this show. Where do I start? <laughs> well, probably just very briefly at the beginning, uh, which is I'm, I'm the last of 10 children in my family. And we were, I was born and raised in Hawaii. Mm. And one of the things that my father, who was a surgeon, used to tell all of his children repeatedly is that He and my mother would take care of us, you know, provide room and board and make sure we had what we needed. But if we wanted anything extra, what we needed to do was identify where other people had a problem that we could solve or where they had something that it would be nice to have help with and we could help them or provide a convenience. And if we did that, we would facilitate a fair exchange of value. We would give our time and effort and creativity and innovation to them, and they would give us money and we could buy extra stuff. So it was really fun to grow up in that kind of an environment where I'd see my brothers going around to the neighbors and offer to mow lawns and cut hedges and things like that. And I remember when I was six years old, you know, I wanted to do the same thing. So I went to my mother and I said, you know, I found a problem that I think I could solve. There are a whole bunch of people out on the beach in front of our house and we have a private beach. There's no drinking fountains or bathrooms or facilities. Right. And I said, and they look really, really hot. (laughs) And I think that I could facilitate a fair exchange of value and sell them cool things to eat and drink. And she said, okay, well, do you want to start a business? And that's when I learned about how important it is to be able to identify a problem or create a convenience that can facilitate a fair exchange of value. And I've used that principle throughout growing not only several businesses while I was in high school, but also six um, big businesses while I was an adult. And I have another business right now that I'm working on, but all, all of that was based on this idea of a fair exchange of value. And I'm, I'm forever grateful for that lesson. What wow. I do now. Wow, that's amazing. Go ahead, May. And what I do now is I am, people contact me to speak and teach all over the world. Um, I have an, dozens of individual clients who are executives or CEOs of companies Um, who, you know, it's kind of lonely at the top of a company and they need somebody that's been through everything that they've been through and and might have some advice to either achieve some goals or or even to avoid some mistakes (laughs) that I've made. 
Um, and I also volunteer a lot of time with organizations, in particular with higher education and healthcare. I volunteer time for those students and those young entrepreneurs who are trying to, you know, make a go of it and create a small business, um, which may later become a large business, um, and give them some free mentoring and advice as well. So that's that's primarily what I do, um, as well as I'm an angel investor. So I look at about 80 to 100 different companies a year um, and make determination on whether or not I'd like to invest with my money. And in some cases, I invest also with my time as a board member. Amazing. So before we get started, what does it feel like to be wealthy, May? Because, you know, everybody, uh, Les Brown has a funny joke. He says, uh, everybody said money can't make you happy, but everybody want to find that for themselves. And then he says, well, you know, everybody says money isn't important, but to me it's right up there with oxygen. So, you know, <laughs> so everybody, everybody, hey, it wasn't, uh, when, when I said it, it wasn't as funny as when he said it. So, so what does it feel like to be wealthy? Uh, well, the the feeling that I've always tried to have, even when I've had debt, um, is a feeling of freedom. Mm-hmm. Always, always having more than enough to live the life that I choose to live. So when I was in my twenties and I was making, you know, twenty thousand dollars or whatever it was per year, um, twenty five thousand, I think. But you know, I had more than enough money to pay all my bills. And I lived in a little studio apartment and I had roommates in another apartment. And I did, I had a car payment on a very, very, you know, old, old little car. And I, um, you know, managed to buy things secondhand, like a bed and, and, um, a dresser and some clothes and things like that. So, so I had more than enough money to do whatever I wanted to do. But I I chose to do what was within my budget because I never wanted to be um, scared about money. So for me, being wealthy um, is being whole and complete, lacking nothing. I love that. I just, I had to ask you that. So what in the world does gratitude have to do with success? And uh, how has gratitude uh, been a factor in your success? And then we're going to get to these seven principles. Sure. Well, it, it's been my experience, and this is a, a, a spiritual principle. I mm-hmm. mean, it's talked about in lots and lots of different uh, spiritual books. Uh, But gratitude is one of those things that when you're putting attention on something with gratitude, with a positive emotion, it tends to grow. And I'm not the only one that believes this. Lots and lots of people have written about it. Oprah Winfrey has said that when you're grateful or thankful for something, it tends to grow and multiply in your life. And and when you're not, um, when you're focusing on lack, you tend to have that experience instead. You tend to have, you never have enough of anything. So gratitude for me, in terms of a success tool, is it tends to make you magnetic and it tends to put the right kind of emotion and attention on something that you'd like to grow. It also um, allows people to maintain a calmer and healthier state 
state of being. There have been lots and lots of studies, which I outline in my book, The Gratitude Formula, that have shown that when people are choosing to be grateful, when they choose to be grateful for the things that they have, then they tend to uh, physiologically have lower stress, they tend to sleep better, they tend to be calmer. And what I promote in my books is that there is a divine intelligence and all-knowing power of the universe that that shows up through intuition and through signs and messaging through other people. Um, you can call it whatever you want. I happen to call it the chief spiritual officer because as a CEO, I surround myself with people who I give C titles to. And what I what I find is that when you are in a state of calm and peace and gratitude can help you get there, you tend to notice those small, still voices, those intuitive messages that can guide you to take steps along a path to achieve your goals. So those are the benefits that I see for gratitude. Yeah. You know, I love that, you know, and 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 for listeners, you know, this is the law of attraction. And so many listeners are desiring to manifest, you know, big, grandiose, bold things. And um, I've just had so many of my guests say, you know, be grateful for what you do have. And when you do that multiplies. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me use me as an example. Just this past week, I drove from Atlanta to Chattanooga, Tennessee to see my brother who was in the hospital. So coming back to Atlanta, they had they were doing construction. And I mean, it was for like 15 miles. They had closed down three of the lanes and we only had two lanes open. And, and so that meant that we were just sort of sitting there for like an hour, hour, 15 minutes. And I almost got a little irritated until I felt like the spirit said to me, this is my own way. Oh, no, 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 girlfriend. You just got a brand new car. You have air conditioning. You need to be grateful in this construction. And that just really calmed me down, May. And it just made me focus in on, you know, what I do have and just being grateful for where I am, knowing that eventually I would move. And that's just an everyday example. But I chose to employ gratitude in that moment. Well, and that's the key. You know, what you did was you made a choice yeah. to to. And, and that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that gratitude is a choice. So many people end up waiting to feel grateful. Mm-hmm. And and great gratitude is not a feeling. You can feel happy while you're grateful. You can feel joyful and ecstatic and, and delighted. I mean, you can feel all sorts of things. But to be grateful is, is a choice. And if you choose to... to in any situation, find something to be grateful. You start to vibrate at a different level. And at that different level are those infinite possibilities, those those awesome, illuminating, intuitive messages that can guide you to achieve the things that you desire. And I'm a big proponent in reviewing the things that you desire each and every day. And I, I'm, I know that when you elevate that energy, you elevate that idea through gratitude, you start to vibrate on the level of the things that you desire. 
That's powerful. So let's get started with the gratitude formula daily system for the success. What's the first thing that people should do? Very first thing they should do is get up in the morning um, and set aside 20 to 25 minutes every single morning to review their goals. Describe their goals with gratitude as though they're already complete. So instead of saying, I want to get out of debt or I want to lose 10 pounds, they should reword that to describe it with gratitude as though it's already done. Because when you say something like, I want to get out of debt or I want to lose 10 pounds, your subconscious and your intuition are both listening to what you've said. And, and they've interpreted that the goal is to be wanting to get out of debt and to be wanting to lose 10 pounds. Well, guess what? You've already achieved that goal. You're already wanting. So you have to reword it so that your intuition and your subconscious can jump on board and illuminate possible steps that you can take to achieve your goals. So instead of saying, I want to get out of debt, you might say, I'm so grateful that I'm financially free with a minimum or more of X number of dollars to use and enjoy, to bless others with, and to invest and increase. I love my financially free life. It allows me the freedom to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. Or if it's um, to lose 10 pounds, you would say, I'm so grateful that I'm physically fit, trim, toned, energetic, and a healthy, pain-free body that's easily able to move through life. You see the difference? I see the difference. I feel the difference, you know, just the emotion, the tense of what you're saying. And and I could tell that you've been saying that for years because I felt it all the way over here in Atlanta. (laughs) Well, and if people do that, if they describe what it is that they want as they though they've already completed it with gratitude, they're going to start vibrating at that completed goal level and their subconscious and intuition are going to go on high alert and they're going to start pointing out and illuminating possibilities for steps that can be taken. And all of us have proved this. Every single person has proved this. I mean, you said that you just bought a new car. So if you're like most people, when you're thinking about buying a new car, you might look at all the different models. You might talk to your friends and family, read some reports, do some research, maybe go down to the dealership and look at some of the cars. You're getting so excited about that new car. I mean, it's already yours before you've even bought it. Sure. Maybe you even test, maybe you even test drove it. Didn't you start to notice that car driving around everywhere? Absolutely. You never noticed that car before mm-hmm. it became a goal and you started vibrating at the level of having that car. Well, this morning practice that I describe in the gratitude formula helps people to revisit their goals each and every day so that they are at the forefront of people's thoughts while they're moving through their work day or whatever they do during the day. And their subconscious and intuition are going to be on high alert to point out possibilities for them to take steps to achieve their goals. The second step is to make sure that they use powerful goal statements with gratitude. And I pointed out the example, instead of saying, I want, or I don't want, have you heard people say, I don't want this, I don't want that. And they think that they're saying what they actually want. I used to have a salesperson 
And she would say she was always last in the sales quota. I mean, and she's really friendly. She's so, so nice. I just loved her. And I knew that she had potential. But every month she came in last out of all the salespeople. And so I decided to go for rides along with her. And I was listening to her words. And some of the things that she would say is included, you know, I don't want to be late for my appointment and make a bad impression. Or mm-hmm. I don't want my competition to take the sale out from under me. I don't want this. I don't want that. And she thought that by using those words, she was actually proclaiming what she did want. And I pointed that out to her. Your subconscious does not see and understand don't want. All it sees is that mental picture, be late for an appointment, make a bad impression, competition's got the sale. And so it does whatever it can to enable that to happen, like have your car break down or mm-hmm. or or have you make a wrong turn or the or your um, phone dies while you're trying to get directions to to get to a, a place. So these things end up happening because she's putting the attention on what she doesn't want. So using powerful goal statements that describe what you do want as though you've already achieved the goal with gratitude. That's the second thing to remember. And let me ask you something. And because you you, you said a couple of times with emotion and vibration. So when, when listeners uh, create a powerful goal statement with gratitude as though they already have it, they're actually attracting to themselves what they desire. Absolutely. So instead of saying, I want a new job, mm-hmm. well, my question for them would be, what's your life like in your new job? What are you experiencing? Mm-hmm. Who are you with? How much money are you wa- making? Do you feel appreciated and valued? Do you value and appreciate the people you're working with? And if the answer, after they come up with all of those wonderful answers, they can then say, I am so grateful that I have a wonderful job and I work for a company that truly values and appreciates me and I value and appreciate everybody that I work with. And together we work towards serving our customers in unique and wonderful and innovative and creative in valuable ways and I am paid a minimum or more of X number of dollars I love my new job wow see the difference I see the difference hey and I do too behind that kind of talking and speaking and believing why wow, that's very powerful right so as they as they review these goals every single day they're going to be noticing opportunities throughout the day that will point them to take steps along a path to achieve those goals. Mm -hmm. And that the important thing about goals also is, you know, so many of us, we, you know, there are lots and lots of people in our lives that we love and there are people that we respect. And sometimes other people tend to ask us to help them or do things for them. And I want to encourage your listeners to really stop and think about whether saying yes to that is the right thing for them. Mm -hmm. Because so many people will agree to do something because they they like being appreciated, but then they get resentful because they don't feel appreciated enough or 
it's now become a stressful burden to get all of the work that they need to get done and get this other project that they agreed to do done. So I ask people to make sure that they're choosing the right goals for them. And if somebody asks them to do something, ask themselves a few questions. Number one, are they required to do it? Is it something that's required by their job or their role in life? Maybe, you know, if they're a parent or they're a spouse or or a sister or a brother or, you know, they've got a parent um, that needs help, you know, figure out if they're required to do it based on their job or their role in life. And if they are, then proclaim gratitude that it is easy and joyful and and um, and and be be grateful for the experience that they want to have in doing what they have agreed to do. But if they're not required to do it, they need to really ask themselves, will this will this give me joy? Mm-hmm. Will this be joyful? And do I have do I really honestly have enough time to do this? Or am I going to get stressed out and have to sacrifice in another area and do poor work in another area that I truly love to do? So asking yourself um, whether or not this is my goal or somebody else's goal and then determining whether or not you're required to do it and you would enjoy doing it is something that I think is very, very important. I mean, I know in my past there were times when I was asked to do stuff and it was a huge burden. It was not fun. I was not required to do it and I didn't feel very appreciated in doing it. And 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 because of that, I got myself into sort of a negative, stressed out state. And when I'm in that state, I can't notice those intuitive messages. I cannot notice those still small voices of intuition to guide me to what I desire. So take the time to really evaluate whether they're your goals or somebody else's goals. Very powerful. And, and yeah. what would be one another step that listeners can take? So the fourth thing is to recognize that when they start reviewing their goals every single day with gratitude as though they're already complete, they're going to notice steps to take and they're going to achieve a lot more of their goals. They're going to be vibrating on a whole new level and it's going to be great fun. But there are going to be some really big goals that they have that they really don't believe are possible. At a deep, deep level, they don't believe are possible and their brain knows it. So they need to recognize how they're wired and they need to recognize how their brain works. And, and it goes like this. Your brain remembers every time you've had a goal in the past that you didn't achieve. And it remembers how disappointed you were. And it loves you and it wants to protect you. So if you have a goal that is bigger than anything you've experienced before or different than anything you've experienced before and you don't feel completely confident that you're going to achieve that, your brain is going to do whatever it can to try and talk you out of having that as a goal. Because your rational mind sees that you don't think it's possible and your rational mind cannot think of ways to make you feel that it's possible. So it tries to talk you out of it and give it up. In fact, it goes so far to make you feel like a fraud. Now, science has actually caught up with this. And what they've noticed is that in our brains, we have things called neural pathways. And these really deeply grooved 
you know, big neural pathways in our brains are tied to beliefs and behaviors that we've created over a lifetime. And some of those beliefs and behavior include limitations on what we can achieve. I have a friend of mine and what she wanted to do was to not have to go through the experience that her entire family had gone through. She was born well after, well after her siblings, you know, kind of the the child that came unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And her grandparents, her parents, and her older sibling had already been diagnosed with diabetes. And she was told from a very, very small child, you know, from a very young age, that she was going to have diabetes. It was predetermined. There was nothing she could do about it. And she took one of my workshops and she said, I don't want to have diabetes. And I said, well, then do some things in order to prevent yourself from having diabetes. So she used the daily practice and she started to describe her life um, as a whole healthy and complete life that was uh, where every cell was working in perfection of God's design. And she was whole, healthy and complete and pain free and easily able to move through life. But she started to feel like a fraud. And so she told me, well, maybe I need to give up on this. Maybe I really am predestined to have this. And I asked her if she had done some other things to welcome the good life the disease-free life that she wanted to have. And so that's what people need to do. If you have a goal and you're starting to feel like a fraud and your rational mind is trying to talk you out of having it as a goal, do your daily practice, revisit your goals daily, and go out and meet other people or read their stories who have accomplished the kind of thing that you want to accomplish. So she found all sorts of stories on the internet. She found some meetup groups with people that were um, had uh, diabetes in their family and they had whole new healthy lifestyles. They were able to get diabetes under control. She started to talk to some doctors. She had all sorts of different people that were that she went out and found to read their stories. And what she started to realize was that many of them had been successful in not only overcoming the diseases that they had been diagnosed, but many had also prevented other diseases like diabetes from coming into their lives. She started to share with her brain that if they could do it, she could do it. And her brain started to believe that she was changing her beliefs into possibility. And that's when her brain took spirits intuitive messages off mute and through that she was invited to go to lots of different places including some meetup groups that did exercises outside a nutrition class where she got to learn about nutrition and in several months she found that she had lost 40 pounds she went to see her doctor her doctor said if you keep up with this health and fitness regime there's no reason that you need to be diagnosed with diabetes So making what you want familiar and welcome helps your brain to enable you to shift your beliefs. And what will happen is as you start to believe more impossibility of achieving those goals, you're strengthening a different neural pathway in your brain to be even more strong and more deeply grooved that that will be the norm for you. Very powerful. 
very, very awesome. And what's the next step made that people can take? You know, and, and before you answer that, I love because no matter where you are, you live in this world, you can do everything that May is sharing. Oh, absolutely. You know, beliefs are things that we created. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why are my beliefs different than somebody else's beliefs? Well, partly it's because of the way that we were raised. Partly it's what we've experienced in life. But most beliefs and behaviors were things that we created over time. Well, the good news about that is that we can create new beliefs and behaviors. They are more in alignment with what we desire. And in the gratitude formula, I outline how people can do that. Right. The other... The other thing is the fifth step is to be patient when you're waiting for these intuitive leads to give you directions to take steps. And many of us, because especially here in the United States, you know, we live in an instant gratification society. If I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I need something, I can buy it right then and there Mm -hmm. from my computer and it can be at my door the next day. Um, I can um, go to a 24 hour market. I can I can have anything I want any time of the day. And we've gotten really used to that. If I want a new book, I can download it and start reading it in within the next minute. So because of that, when we have a goal, we get impatient if we don't see possible steps for us to take to achieve it. And we sometimes decide that we're just going to force something to happen based on our rational understanding. Now, I can tell you that if you do that and you fail, then your brain is going to go back into protective mode and it will put those intuitive messages back on mute. And you'll have to start all over using repetition of a daily practice and making what you want familiar and welcome in order to enable those spiritually intuitive messages to come through again. So be patient. Step five is to be patient when you're waiting for those intuitive leads. Don't force things to happen. And, you know, let me ask you this, because I know a lot of people will say, well, I've been using the law of attraction and I read the secret and I'm meditating and visualizing and nothing is happening and this doesn't work. So in instances like that, people should just be patient. Well, yeah, but also, too, I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to who have said that they have, you know, implemented what they call the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And so I'll ask them, well, have you gotten any intuitive directions to take action? And they're like, well, yeah, you know, I'm this woman keeps coming to mind. And, you know, I've been afraid to call her because I haven't talked to her in about 15 years. And I can't really remember how the. The relationship ended and I just don't want to go through that grief. And I said, so intuition has been giving you direction for weeks now by bringing this woman to mind who you haven't thought of in 15 years. And now you're thinking of her almost every day and you're not taking action. Well, guess what? Even with the law of attraction, you must take action. So true. Pick up the phone and call her. If you get an intuitive direction to, to, to go somewhere, go there. Or 
ask for another lead. That spiritual partner, that source of intuition, that all-knowing power in the universe will give you another lead, another uh, a piece of confirm confirmation or direction if you just ask for it. But many of us, you know, we want it just to be delivered to our door. And that's not the way it works. What we get is one step to take at a time. And we either take the step or ask for another lead. But eventually, we have to take action. Yes. Yes. And, and so what is step number six, May? So step number six is to be disciplined. You know, it's timely that you brought up the fact that people will say, oh, I've tried this and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And or they'll they'll do it for a little while and then they'll feel this pull back to their old lifestyle self. And that pull back to norm is something that I call mental equivalence. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us have a mental equivalent limit of this is the amount of good that we can stand. But if we have a goal that is above that limit, like, for instance, you might hear about somebody that wins the lottery and then loses it all because their mental equivalent was, you know, living off of $40,000 a year. And barely making men's ends meet. And then they have this influx of millions of dollars. And you read their stories and their mental equivalents did whatever it could take to get them back to what they could stand as their limit. And they've lost all their money. I mean, that happens all the time. So what we have to do is we have to do some things and we have to be disciplined in using the practice, in making what we want familiar and welcome, so that when we achieve our goals, we can actually keep what we've achieved. And when we start to have that pull back to what was our previous norm, we need to just work through it and do the daily practice. Do not give up. Do not do not think you're going to have, you know, a marching band and a splashy celebration. This is something that is a daily practice. And every one of your listeners has proved that they've used this kind of daily practice with repetition to achieve and accomplish the things that they want. I mean, when you got behind the car for the very, very first time, you weren't perfect in driving. You had to put in a lot of mental and physical effort in order to drive. And you had to see other people that were driving so that you knew it was possible to be proficient. And you practiced and you practiced. And now years and years and years of driving. Can't you drive home after work and not remember large parts of your drive home? I did it today. (laughs) Yeah. So, You mastered the situation as Florence Scovel Shin, who's one of my favorite authors. She wrote a book called. That's my favorite author. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) So she said that um, that repetition impresses the subconscious, and when we use repetition, we we not only impress the subconscious, but we become masters of a situation. And the same thing happened when you were learning to ride a bike. You know, if you're like me, you crashed a bunch of times, but you you practiced every day 
you you got excited about being able to ride a bike like your friends and your family. You saw them riding a bike. You made it familiar and welcome, and you practiced and you practiced and you practiced. And I haven't been on a bike in years, but if I got on one today, I'd be able to ride a bike. Absolutely. I've mastered the situation. And the same thing with typing on that crazy keyboard that's not even in alphabetical order. I mean, we had to really consciously think and mentally practice everything every single day and now you probably know people like I do who can type faster than I can talk absolutely they've mastered with my eyes closed exactly (laughs) you've mastered the situation and achieving goals is no different I mean think about when you learn to read you sounded out each letter and you put it into a word and then you put that word into a sentence and a paragraph and a story and it really took a lot of mental and physical effort and now you can probably skim an entire page and get the same understanding you've mastered the situation well achieving goals Living the life that you decide to create is no different. You use repetition to practice and you make what you want familiar and welcome by seeing that other people have achieved the kinds of things that you want and you learn about their journeys so that you can get to the point to say, wow, if they could do it, I could do it. Yeah. You know, before we get to number seven, I I did remember reading that you said, that people should use the daily practice with gratitude morning, daytime, and evening in partnership with, with God. So are you saying that as many, time, as many times as people can think about this, that they should implement it throughout their entire day? Well, the morning practice is the revisiting of goals. And I okay. usually recommend, I recommend that people write them down, read them out loud, and imagine it. Imagine in their mind's eye being in the completed goal. Okay. Throughout the the day, they're going to be watching for those intuitive leads, those messages. And then at night, there's a giving forth practice. You, it's it's a two-part practice. The first thing you do is just be grateful. Say out loud two or three things that happen during the day that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And that will help you sleep better. And then the second part of it is to give forth anything that's taking up room within you that's not serving you and replace it with the good that you desire in your life. So the way that you do that is you simply recite what I call a giving forth or forgiveness prayer. And it's just a blanket prayer that removes anything within you that's taking up room so that you now have the space to receive what you desire in life. Because think about it. If you're like a bottle of water and you're filled up to the brim, can you fit any more water in it? No. So you have to pour some out Mm -hmm. in order to put more in. And the same thing is true with you. If you're filled up and some of what you're filled up with is unforgiveness, resentment, anger, jealousy, pain, um, injustice, um, resentments, um, anything that's taking up room that's not in accordance with the life that you want to live you need to remove that and all we're doing is removing it and putting it over here on the side you still own it but now we've made room within you so that you can receive what you want so good. so yeah and and if that pile needs more attention you know there are lots of forgiveness practices out there but this is really a goal attainment practice so we've got to make room within each person so that it can be filled with the good things that they want 
And then finally, the seventh step is to discover your purpose, which will add fuel to your passion. You know, I've known my purpose since I was about 12, and that is to bless others and be blessed. That's Mm -hmm. it. And everything that I do in life is in alignment with that, including my businesses. Mm -hmm. So in some of my businesses, our purpose was to save lives and to be blessed with you know, a growing, thriving business. Another business was to help companies save money and for us to grow our business. So it's always been to bless others and to be blessed. That's always been my purpose. But other people who are hugely successful, Oprah Winfrey, her purpose is to be a teacher. She just never realized it was going to be through the media. She's known that since she was a little kid. Bill Gates, his purpose has to do with making sure that everybody's got access to a computer. He's That's been his purpose since he was about 13. Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, his purpose is to connect people. And then he started a giant business in alignment with that. So when people discover their purpose, the why that they exist then they tend to be more passionate, more excited, and have more energy to do what it is that they do in life. So I I walk people through how they can discover their purpose. And if they own a business or they're an executive for a business, I also walk them through how they can discover their company purpose so that they can become more profitable. And so, Meg, you sound very peaceful and calm, uh, and and just centered. So every day, do you wake up excited about what your purpose is and, and what you're going to be doing and being during the course of that day? Everything that I just described to you, I do every single day. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this morning my alarm went off at 6 and I came down and got a cup of coffee and then I sat in my little meeting area and I had what I call my CSO goal planning meeting. And I uh, read something to put myself into a receptive mood. I wrote out my goals. I read them out loud. And I imagined achieving them. And um, and that sets the tone for my day. And so everything else, you know, there are billions and billions and billions of pieces of data that are flying around that we can be exposed to. And when we program our, our brains each morning for success, by revisiting our goals, then we're telling our subconscious, these things are important to me, filter all of those billions of pieces of data and illuminate the ones that are in alignment with this. Mm -hmm. So true. And then just one last question. Uh, What about someone, or what would you recommend for someone who has possibly experienced unfortunate circumstances, maybe it's been cumulative, should they still remain grateful? And what would Absolutely. that what would that look like? Well, for instance, if you if if somebody um, you know has had a, a financial setback, mm-hmm. let's say, let's use that as an example, because that's always a very stressful situation, then they want to be grateful for financial freedom mm-hmm. and describe what their life is going to be like after that financial setback has been resolved and dissolved. You know, maybe they're at, and and what will happen is kind of interesting. They might be at an event or even a store or something, and they run into somebody they know, and that somebody knows somebody else who has a job available that pays more than the job that they have, and they interview for the job, and oh my gosh, they're now in their dream job. 
things end up showing up in unexpected and unrational ways when we proclaim with gratitude what the ideal situation would be after this financial setback, after this this awful thing that may have happened, um, has happened. We, we describe what our life is like with that being dissolved and resolved. Oh, yeah, that's very powerful. I'm just going to really strongly encourage listeners to really get May's work because it is life-changing. I knew it before I interviewed you because I had read your book. So share with listeners what your website is, how can they get your book, uh, other info that you may have for them. Okay. Well, Constance, first of all, thank you so much to you and your listeners for having me on. And also I want to offer, um, I always think it's a good idea to test drive something. So mm-hmm. if they go to maymccarthy.com, then your listeners can download for free the first few chapters of each of my books. And they can see some videos. There's lots of free video materials, workshops, all sorts of stuff that are on there that that are free of charge. They They can get started knowing how powerful they are and that all they need to do is some very, very simple things each and every day to become magnetic to the good that they desire. So maymccarthy.com is the place to go. And uh, there's lots of free information there for them to to use. Wow. So, so May, what would be your closing words to people all over the world today? My closing words are success is a system, not a secret. And they have already proved how powerful they are in using systems for success. So when they learn to drive, read, read, ride a bike, type, um, walk, all of these things required repetition with discipline and making what they want familiar and welcome, seeing examples of other people achieving what they want so that they know that they can achieve it too. So my closing line is success is a system, not a secret, and and they can use it. Thank you so much. Well, hey, guys, make sure you visit her website. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded and supported by a loving God or spirit. And, of course, you know that I believe in you and that I'm I just adore you and as I say every week believe that something good is gonna happen to you and through you this week make a decision to create a powerful week thank you for listening to think believe and manifest Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you for more information please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com your purpose.com